Welcome back to Parker's MMA Show. In this week's episode, we're going to cover the two Bellator fight cards from last weekend, UFC Copenhagen, and then cover some current events in the MMA world. Let's get into it. All right. This weekend, we had a pretty busy weekend in fights. We had um, two cards in Bellator. You had one going down in Dublin. That was Friday night. And then Saturday night, you had the card in L.A. at the Forum. Um, also Saturday night, we had Sean Porter taking on Earl Spence. And we had UFC Copenhagen. So I'm going to dive in to each of these events kind of one by one and cover some of the more important fights and give you my takeaways and breakdown of those. And then later in the show, we're going to talk some current events and look forward to the big card this weekend going down in Australia. Uh, Rob Whitaker versus Israel Adesanya. And I'll give you some little bit of breakdown and some early predictions on those fights. Also, we'll look forward to um, some upcoming fights that just got booked. You had Colby Covington finally got booked to fight Usman. Um, let's see, Deontay Wilder booked versus Luis Ortiz, and then Triple G making his return this weekend, so we'll kind of cover all that stuff briefly. Alright, so let's get started. Bellator had its, um, Bellator 227 went down in Dublin, that was last Friday night. On the main card, you had some big names, you had Benson Henderson welcoming Miles Jury to Bellator, uh, Benson Henderson got the win by... Unanimous decision, James Gallagher, who's a very, very promising up-and-coming guy from um, Straight Blast Gym in Dublin, got a 35-second guillotine choke win against Roman Salazar. You had Michael Venom Page returning after his vicious knockout he suffered to Douglas Lima, making a spectacular return against Richard Keeley with a flying knee knockout in round one. Um, a couple more of Conor McGregor's teammates. You had Peter Queeley had a very nice fight um, where he was dropped in the first round and then made a big comeback and got the TKO in the second round, three minutes and seven seconds in. Also, we had Kiefer Crosby, another strong Irish fighter, got the win against Hugo Pereira via unanimous decision. So uh, let's dive into these top fights. Um, I want to start first with... James Gallagher. Um, James Gallagher is, to me, very, very promising star in Bellator. Um, I think he's kind of turning into everything that Bellator wanted Aaron Pico to be. He's got a lot of similarities to Conor McGregor. He's very, very flashy. He's got the crazy tattoos. Um, he can talk a good game on the microphone, and he's got really, really nice skills. So, you know, he had that really bad knockout he suffered to Ricky Bendejas earlier in the year where he got basically knocked out cold in a, in a big um, main event spot. So it was nice to see him make a return. And, you know, he, he's not fighting the best of competition right now, which is good. He needs to get some fights under him and really start building up that Irish fan base again and get some serious steam behind him before he fights any of these, you know, top guys. But he's really got the potential to be a huge star. He had his his mentor, Conor McGregor, was cage side. That was really cool to see those two interact. 
um, you know, Jimmy, the Jimmy show put on a great show again. I mean, he had a awesome entrance. The Dublin crowd was going fucking crazy. And then early in the fight, he goes and he throws a, a flying knee. The guy tries to change levels and Jimmy catches him in a guillotine, sinks it in and gets the win. It gets the win, gets the finish and, you know, jumps the, cr- jumps the cage. He's going crazy with the fans. So, you know, he looks very, very similar to Conor McGregor on the come up and, It'll be interesting to see what Bellator does with him, how they bring him along, what kind of fights they give him. But that kid's got a lot of star potential, and he could be huge for Bellator. So I hope they keep making the right fights for him, <clears throat> build his name up, and really he, he could be a huge, huge money star. Um, be really one of the first you know big-time stars that Bellator's been able to raise up from, you know, beginner fighter basically with one or two fights and I think he's got um like 10 fights now so you know keep an eye on him two or three more fights I think he could be a really big name it'll be interesting to see how he develops and what kind of star he becomes um so that was awesome to see the Jimmy show back um also on that card we had Michael Venom Page he made his return Michael Venom Page, to me, is must-watch TV. Anytime he fights, I don't care who he fights, whether it's boxing, MMA, whatever, that guy is an absolute freak show. He's so entertaining to watch. Um, Of course, he had that... He got knocked out where he got kind of caught by Douglas Lima in that welterweight tournament they were doing in Bellator. So that was his really his first big fight. Um, besides Paul Daly, he had kind of a weird fight with Paul Daly um, where he won a decision. But Douglas Lima was really his first big step up with, you know, top of the world competition. And he got caught. He got knocked out. But he's, he's still young. He's got a shitload of potential. Um, so he's always fun to watch. So he was taking on Richard... Keeley, which is another Irish fighter from um, Straight Blast Gym. Um, the build-up to this was pretty nasty. The, the two guys were talking a lot of shit, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Um, the fight, really, MVP just outclassed him. He That guy was not on his level. He really, really shouldn't have been in there with Michael Venom Page. Um, you know, the fight, he didn't really offer anything. MVP pretty much dominated him. He got him down on the ground and was kind of taunting him. He he had him mounted and he was uh, taking a selfie before he smashed a big hammer fist on him. Um, that was kind of crazy to watch. You had Big Dan Mergliata was the ref and he immediately took a point away, which was kind of weird. I mean, when you've got Michael Venom Page fighting, <clears throat> you've got to <clears throat> know to expect some of this shit. That's what he does. That's that's why he's so famous. That's why he's a crowd favorite. Because he celebrates. He does this crazy shit. And he knocks people out in dramatic, you know, unexpected ways. So, for me, that was a little excessive to give him a point deduct. Um, when you, I mean, if you've watched any of his fights, he does that in every single fight. So, anyway, <clears throat> he gave him the point deduct from that. And then they stood him back up. And then shortly after that, he delivered a just stunning 
flying knee knockout and put the guy away. Um, I'm watching the highlight now. Wow, fuck. And then he does a little stumble around acting like he's drunk, making fun of the guy. So, yeah, Michael Venom Page, he's a problem. You know, I'd, I'll be very interested to see what Bellator does with him. I think they need to get him a couple more fights like this, get his confidence back up. And then they can put him back in there with Rory McDonald or Douglas Lima or one of those top guys. So, um, yeah, Michael Venom Page, fucking awesome. Very, very entertaining. He had a little controversy after the fight where he said Big Dan called him a piece of shit when he took him off the guy. Um, you know, obviously, those guys have to have some sort of issue. You you don't call a fighter a piece of shit in the middle of the, in the, middle of the fight. That's just totally unprofessional, totally uncalled for for Big Dan. And, you know, Big Dan's one of the, the best refs in the game. So to see that from him, that was... That that was not very cool. I I think he's obviously got some personal issues with MVP, and they should probably not book those guys, you know, or, or book him to ref MVP again. Just let MVP do his thing and keep entertaining like he always does. So that was good to have MVP back. Um, I'll be looking forward to his next fight. Hopefully he'll get back in there soon. I know we've got Rory and Douglas Lima coming up here in the next month or so, so... I'm sure they'll figure out what they're going to do with MVP after those two guys get after it. Um, next on the card, we had Peter Queeley. Peter Queeley's a, another guy from Straight Blast Gym, um, veteran, Irish fighter, been around for a while. His walkout is, to me, one of the best walkouts in the game. He comes out to Zombies, which is one of my favorite songs, would definitely be my walkout song. If I was a fighter, but, um, you know, Zombies is a song by the Cranberries about Irish pride and, um, you know, the Irish war against the British. And anytime that gets played in front of an Irish crowd, they're going to go fucking crazy. So, yeah, that walkout gave me chills. That was that was fucking awesome. You had the whole crowd singing the words. Um, then Peter Queeley comes out. Um, he had a great fight. He was, he was matched up against Ryan Scope. Um, he got hurt early in the first, first round. He gets dropped by Ryan Scope. Um, I thought he recovered really well. Yeah, I'm watching the highlights here. Oh yeah, he gets dropped with a heavy left high kick. And then he endures some vicious ground and pound. You know, for about 30 seconds or so, but he's able to hold on and make it to the second round. And in the second round, he comes back with a huge, huge right hand that rocks Ryan Scope, puts him to the ground, and then Peter Quilly gets on top of him, finishes the fight. So, very, very strong fighter. Uh, he jumps the cage, gets Conor McGregor's white suit all bloody. That was pretty cool. So, Peter Queeley, tough guy. I always like watching him fight. Very durable. And he's a finisher. He goes in there to put you away and finish you. So, those were pretty much the big fights uh, from Bellator Dublin. It was nice to see Conor McGregor there, you know, supporting all his teammates. Um, shout out to Coach Kavanaugh, Straight, Back, Straight Blast Gyms, uh, head coach. He had 16 fighters on the card. That's got to be a record. That's crazy. So that that's just, um, you know, it goes to show you 
what a great job he's doing with those gyms over there in Ireland. And uh, good on Bellator, too, for taking advantage of these guys. They've really got behind that gym. You know, they pretty much have everyone at that gym besides Conor McGregor signed. Um, so that's a good partnership they've got going there with Bellator and John Kavanaugh. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty much it. Overall, anytime you go to Dublin, that's going to be a super entertaining card. The crowds are always crazy there, especially when they've got all their their guys on the card. They're going to show up and support. So, um, great card. Let's go ahead and move on to Bellator LA. All right, so this was a great card. Um, at the top, you had two legends facing off. Leota the Dragon Machida loses to Gegard Mousasi by a split decision, three-round fight. Um, and then we had a bunch of fights from the featherweight tournament. So starting with the champ, you had Patricio Pitbull Fiera versus Juan Archuleta. Um, pretty good fight. You know, Juan Archuleta, like I said last week, he's going to bring it every fight that he fights in is a hard fight, but um, Patricky was just better, you know, kind of everywhere. He took a 50 to 45 unanimous decision. We had AJ McKee with a vicious knockout over uh, Georgie. Uh, eight second knockout, we'll dive into it a little bit, but that kid's gonna be a big star. Next we had Darian Caldwell, took a unanimous Decision win over Henry Corrales. Um, Henry Corrales, tough fighter, but Darian Caldwell's one of the best fighters in featherweight. So he he dominated, you know, using his wrestling and just was able to get the win. Um, Daniel Winchell won a unanimous decision over Saul Rogers. Um, also on that card we talked about last week, Antonio McKee, who's the father of. AJ McKee also got a, a TKO, second round TKO. Uh, so that was cool to see. And then that AJ um, Agarazm, I can't ever say his last fucking name, but he's a training partner of Nick and Nate Diaz. He's kind of the uh, jiu-jitsu prodigy who's making the turnover to um, MMA. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. Very, very talented you know, jiu-jitsu guy, his striking doesn't look that great, but he won a three-round unanimous decision over Jonathan Kawares. So, um, yeah, another win for him. It'll be interesting to see how he keeps developing. All right, so let's dive into this card here. I want to start at the top with um, Leota Machida and Gegard Mousasi. Obviously, two legends. Gegard, or Leota Machida is making his move over to Bellator. He's looked pretty good. Um, Gegard Mousasi is coming off that fight where he lost his title to um, Rafael Lovato Jr. So, uh, good fight. You know, back and forth. Both guys had their moments. It's obviously, anytime you fight Leota Machida, he's a devastating Counterfighter, so you've got to be very careful, and that's kind of what Gegard did. He did enough to get the win, so um, he got the split decision win there. And then he got on the mic afterwards at the press conference, called out Rafael Lovato Jr. for a rematch, uh, claiming that Lovato Jr. is on steroids and you know all this shit. So it's pretty entertaining anytime Gegard Mousasi gets fired up. Um, he can say some crazy shit. So he said the guy looked like a horse. His nipples were hard like a woman. 
He looked like he was on monkey steroids. So, uh, all kinds of crazy stuff. But that's definitely a fight I would like to see. Um, Rafael Lovato Jr., obviously a beast, you know, jiu-jitsu guy. And has pretty good striking. He was able to beat Gegard and take his belt. So, I, I think that's kind of a no-brainer for Bellator to make that rematch. That was an entertaining fight. Um, you know, I think both of those guys would take that rematch again. So... It'll be interesting to see what they do there. Um, next, we had a big showcase for that featherweight Grand Prix that they've got going on. Um, so I'm going to run through some of those fights. You had Pitbull, Patricky Pitbull, defending his title against Juan Archuleta. Um, Juan Archuleta, like I said last week, super, super tough guy. Trains with uh, Bang Ludwig and TJ Dillashaw. He was on an 18-fight win streak. Um, so that was a big test for Pitbull, the champion, but Pitbull just was too much everywhere. He just seemed to be better everywhere, and um, he got the job done. So he got a unanimous decision. Um, moving on, we had AJ McKee. So this guy, just like um, James Gallagher, has a huge, huge ceiling. Bellator's got you know two potential superstars right there on their hands, so... AJ McKee came out, had a vicious eight-second knockout against um, Georgie, and uh, that was that was a crazy knockout. He does a crazy backflip off of the cage afterwards. So Bellator's got one there. Um, AJ McKee, I think he's going to be a big, big superstar. Um, so yeah, he he gets thrown, you know, into the winner bracket of that featherweight fight all featherweight tournaments so all kind of roll over the matchups after after I get through these fights um, Darian Caldwell against Henry Corrales Henry Corrales had that nasty knockout of Aaron Pico where he got hurt kind of weathered the storm and then came back and you know put Aaron Pico away in a devastating fashion so um, I was excited about that fight but Darren Caldwell kind of did what he always does and you know wrestles the guy wears him down and he ends up getting the unanimous decision so he moves on and then we had daniel winchell versus uh saul rogers um yeah winchell hurt saul rogers a couple times and then basically just held on and uh end up winning by unanimous decision so after all those guys fought, um, they had a little draft. It was pretty cool. Um, you know, it's something different. That's what I like about Bellator. They they like to mix it up a little bit. Scott Coker's, you know, been around. He was with Strikeforce and then had some time with K1. So he does some interesting shit with these, with these mini tournaments. Um, I think he was on record saying that basically he wants to try to do one tournament Per weight class, you know, so a different weight class tournament every year, which is interesting. I mean, it shakes stuff up a little bit, um, keeps all the divisions interesting, and it's a really good way to develop new talent, which I think you're going to see in this featherweight tournament. You've got Adam Borich, um, AJ McKee, you know, DC, Darren Cal uh, Caldwell. So I think it's going to be interesting to see who emerges out of this and. It's a good way to make these guys stars, you know, in a year or so. So, um, yeah, so afterwards they had basically a 
a draft where they, they drew a number and then those guys were able to pick who they want to fight. And then at the very end, you had Patricky Pitbull came in and he had kind of the run of the mill. I mean, he could basically pick to fight anyone. So uh, we'll read off read off the fights here. They're going to get started back up in December. We've got AJ McKee's going to be taking on Derek Campos. That's going to be December. In January, you've got Adam Borix taking on Darian Caldwell. Um, this is a fight that I think is going to be the most interesting out of these four. Um, Adam Borich has just been on a terror knocking people out. He's got the nastiest switch, you know, jump knee in Bellator. Um, DC is obviously a big wrestling guy, so that'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. I'm really looking forward to that fight. So that's January 2020. Uh, February, we've got Emmanuel Sanchez taking on Daniel Winchell. That'll be a good fight. Um, and then Patricky Pitbull decided to take on Pedro Cavaro, and um, that's going to be March. So I think Pitbull, you know, wanted a little time to rest. So that he took basically the the longest away fight, and um, that'll be good to see those guys match up. So, yeah, Bellator doing really good things. This tournament's awesome. Obviously, the winner gets a million dollars, so that's exciting. And then, like I said, I you know it's just a really good opportunity for some of these younger guys to make a name for themselves and put some good fights together, and then get a shot at the championship at the end. So um, that'll be very cool to see. Uh, Bellator also had a little news over the weekend. They signed uh, Cyborg, as we know, after she was released from the UFC. She's going to be taking on Julia Budd. Julia Budd is, you know, she's kind of been the queen over there in Bellator. And then obviously Cyborg's a freaking beast. So that's going to be a super exciting fight. That'll be on that January card with Darian Caldwell and Adam Boric. So we'll cover that as it gets a little closer. Um, but Cyborg versus Julia Budd booked for January. That'll be awesome. Okay, moving on. Um, the UFC had a card as well this weekend. The UFC had UFC ESPN Plus, Jack Hermanson taking on Jared Cannonier. So we'll roll over some of these fights. I want to talk about the main event, Hermanson and Cannoneer. I want to also talk about um, Ion Kutalaba versus Khalil Roundtree. We had OSP, Oven St. Pru, pulling off his fourth Von Fluke choke. They need to just name that move after him. We had uh, Marco Manson, who... He's a Danish fighter. He was a former silver medalist at the Olympics in wrestling. Um, he looked like a beast in his debut. John Phillips with a vicious 17-second KO in what was a war while it lasted. So uh, let's dive into this card. I want to get started here at the top with Jared Cannonier versus Jack Hermanson. Um, so Jared Cannonier came in as a pretty heavy underdog in this fight, and he looked awesome. He looked, to me, he looked incredible. Um, he's really been on a run since he moved down to middleweight. This is a guy that started up at heavyweight in the UFC, didn't do much there, moved down to light heavyweight, and now he's at middleweight, and it really, really seems like he's found himself, and he's got 
a really, really nice formula. You know, his game's starting to come together. He trains at the MMA lab um, with John Crouch in Phoenix, and he's he's really looking great. Um, I thought this was a you know huge spot for him to step in, fight a main event against you know basically a hometown guy in Jack Hermanson, who's you know from the area, um, and he looked really good. To me, Hermanson looked like he was. You know, maybe the lights were a little bright for him. Um, he just looked panicky the whole time, and he looked like he was just forcing the takedown. Um, I don't know if he didn't feel comfortable standing with Jared Cannonier, or maybe he felt his power and he just felt like he needed to get the fight to the ground. But um, to me, he was just rushing the takedown, um, and that's what put him away. He. He dove in on a takedown. He got hit with a heavy uppercut. And then Jared Cannonier's ground and pound is just ridiculous. Um, that was some of the most vicious ground and pound that I've I've seen in a long time. Um, so Jer- Jared Cannonier, I mean, he throws himself up towards the top five with that fight. That was very, very impressive. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people are calling for him versus Yoel Romero next. That's a crazy fight. Obviously, Yoel Romero's got freakish power and athleticism. And then Jared Cannonier seems to have crazy power, too. You know, he seems like he hasn't lost a lot of that power from heavyweight. So those two make a lot of sense. Obviously, um, at the top, you've got Rob Whitaker taking on Izzy, which is this weekend. And then after that, I think the winner is going to get Pablo Costa. Um, So that, that... that matchup makes a lot of sense. Yoel versus Cannoneer. And then the winner of that fight would get a shot at one of those top guys afterwards. So I think that's the fight that needs to be made. That would be very, very interesting. But uh, very impressive from J- Jared Cannoneer. I mean, to see what he's done here in the last year or so, uh, very impressive. And, you know, he's not a young guy. He's 35 years old. So it'll be interesting to see what he does the next, next couple fights. Um, moving on. We had Khalil Roundtree taking on um, Ion Kutalaba. This Ion Kutalaba guy is a fucking psychopath. Um, I really, really enjoy his fights. He's, every fight he's in seems to be crazy. So um, this guy, they had the, um, the moment at the weigh-in where they're facing off, and Kutalaba just runs and just screams in his face. And uh, Khalil Roundtree, I think, was just kind of shocked. Um, so that was pretty entertaining. And then at the very uh, beginning, when they're announcing his name and the guys are in the octagon squaring off, Kuntalaba walks over and just stares Roundtree in the face and does the throat slit. That was pretty crazy. You don't see that very often. Um, but yeah, Kuntalaba, you know, I, I had Roundtree winning this fight. I. I just thought he had looked really, really good since he moved to Thailand and his striking had gotten, you know, really, really good. But um, Kuntalaba was able to just pressure him constantly and push him up against the cage. He had some really, really nice trips, um, hit him with some nice elbows, and then he got the finish. He took him to the ground up against the cage and then hit him with, you know, 10 to 15 just heavy, heavy ground and pound shots. So, uh, good for him. That was a big, big win for Kuntalaba. 
And um, I'll always tune in to watch his fights. He was, I mean, he's very, very entertaining. Um, next up, we had Mark O'Manson. Mark O'Manson is from Denmark. He was a, a big-time um, wrestling competitor. I, I think he's about 34, 35 right now. So he's making his transition into MMA. He was silver medalist. Um you know, it's several of the Olympics and then I think some other big world tournaments. So really, really big wrestling background. Um, he was taking on an Italian guy and he, he looked really good. His, his striking is, is really good. And then obviously his wrestling is spectacular. So he was able to get the Italian guy to the ground and just finished him with some smashing elbows. I think he hit him with probably 10 elbows and it was just vicious vicious and his celebration he went fucking crazy and uh he looks like a really intense dude and i think he's a great addition to 155 especially with those wrestling credentials um i think he'll be able to blow through a lot of the guys at 155 um with how nasty his ground game is he's got martin campman in his in his corner which one of the best you know danish fighters ever um, so it's good to see Martin Campman there in his quarter. And then this guy, he's going to be a problem for a lot of guys. So I know he's older, but I think he can go on a run here in the UFC and really do some damage in the next couple fights. Next up, we had OSP um, pulls off fourth Von Fluke choke of his career. It's really turned into a signature move. It's really, really impressive. Um, you know, four Von Fluke chokes. They should just rename that that choke to the OSP choke. Uh, very very rare that someone gets that you know in the UFC, but OSP has been able to do it four times, and he gets a great submission um, in the second round. He was able to kind of weather the storm in the first round. He got beat up a little bit, and then he got the the fight to the ground, pushed the guy up against the cage, and was able to get the OSP choke. So OSP back in the win column. Next we had a. Crazy, crazy knockout. Uh, I'm going to pull up the highlight. This John Phillip, he gets his first UFC win. Um, this is a crazy fight. It was just 14, 15 seconds of chaos. These two guys went to war. And John Phillip gets a huge knockout um, 17 seconds into the fight. Clips the guy and then just knocks him out with a crazy left hook. Um, finishes him all on the floor. So, awesome knockout. John Phillips um, improves his record to 22-9. and nine And gets his first UFC win. So, good on John Phillips. Um, so, yeah, UFC Denmark overall. Uh, good card. The big winner of that card is obviously Jared Cannonier. With that huge win, I, I think that was that shocked a lot of people, and that's really going to put him on the map at middleweight and should set him up for a, a big fight. I'm hoping against Yoel Romero. I think that would be a, a very very awesome fight to book there at middleweight. Uh, moving on, uh, I want to talk a little bit about some fights that got announced over the weekend. So in the UFC, they finally booked Colby versus Usman. That's going to top off the UFC 245 card uh, December 14th in Las Vegas. 
That that's gonna be a huge fight card. Let me read that off real quick. So the headliner, you've got Colby taking on Usman. Um, that's gonna be for the welterweight title. That's a huge fight stylistically. Um, great matchup. Both of those guys, pretty similar, honestly, the way they fight. I think Colby might have a little better striking. Um, you know, Usman might be a little better wrestler. I, I don't know. That's going to be a very interesting fight. Um, the buildup for that's going to be crazy. There's going to be a lot, a lot of shit talking. So that'll be fun to watch. Um, also booked on there, I, I said last week, you've got Max Holloway defending his featherweight title versus Alexander Volkanovsky. To me, that's going to be the biggest test of Holloway's career. Um, physically, this is going to be the hardest physical test, I think. This Volkanovsky guy is just, he's an absolute beast, and he's been on a terror in the UFC. I think he's got 17 or 18 fights in a row. Um, so that's a big test for the champ, Max Holloway. And then we've got Amanda Nunes is going to be defending her bantamweight belt against uh, GDR. GDR, obviously an awesome kickboxer, so um, you know that should be a pretty good test for Amanda. So yeah, that card, that is a stacked, stacked card. We've got three title fights, and I'll really be looking forward to that fight, the fight card there in December. Um, also booked, believe, today, we had uh, Kevin Lee booked against Gregor Gillespie. Gregor Gillespie is a freak, freak wrestler, um, undefeated in the UFC, taking on Kevin Lee, who's also a great gra grappler. Um, Kevin Lee, kind of been back and forth a little bit. Um, you know, he's been moving back and forth from 55 to 170. He had that uh, unanimous decision loss to Raging Al, and then he got submitted by RDA up at 170 so he's making the move back to 155 you know Kevin Lee to me has a shit ton of potential I think he just needs to put it all together um, he's been training up at TriStar with Faraz Hobby and GSP uh, Rory McDonald so it'll be interesting to see what improvements he's made um, Gregor Gillespie is I mean he is a tough tough matchup he's really been dominating everyone and I think a lot of people think if Khabib hangs around, he, he has one of the best chances to compete against Khabib just with his caliber of wrestling and um, his ground and pound and all that. So, um, will be interesting. That's a very, very interesting fight. Um, really tops off that card. That card is just crazy stacked. Um, I'm going to read that off real quick. We've got, obviously, the bad motherfucker belt at the top. Jorge Masvidal taking on Nate Diaz. Um, Black Beast, Derek Lewis making his comeback against Blagoy Ivanov. That'll be a fun fight at heavyweight. Corey Anderson taking on Johnny Walker. Um, that's a very important fight at light heavyweight. I think the winner of that has a huge, huge chance of being John Jones' next opponent at light heavyweight. Um, really looking forward to that fight. You've got <coughs> Caitlin... Chikugian taking on Jennifer Maya. That'll be a good good fight at flyweight for the women there. Um, Darren Till making his comeback against Kelvin Gastelum. That, 
that's going to be a crazy fight. You know, Kelvin Gastelum's coming off that crazy war with Israel Adesanya, and then you've got Darren Till. He's coming off two losses. Darren Till was on a rocket ship, um, you know, to the top, and he's had some adversity. He got choked out by Woodley. That was his first title fight, and then after that, he got viciously knocked out by Jorge Masvidal. So it'll be interesting to see what he looks like in his move up to middleweight. I, I think it'll be a good move for him. Obviously, I always thought he was he was cutting too much weight, you know, making 170. He just looked like a skeleton at the weigh-in. So it'll be interesting to see what he does, being able to keep on the extra 15 pounds. Um, you know, he's fighting one of the best, Kelvin Gastelum. Kelvin Gastelum, to me, at middleweight is one of the top guys. So that's a huge fight at middleweight. That'll be very interesting. Um, also on that card, Wonderboy Thompson taking on Vicente Luque. Vicente Luque just came off that war with uh, Mike Perry, where he exploded Mike Perry's nose. Um, you know, Wonderboy Thompson, perennially, he's one of the best guys at welterweight. He had that knockout where he got knocked out by uh, Showtime Pettis. That was his last fight. And then before that, he lost a decision to Darren Till. But, um, you know, Wonder Boy, if, if Vicente Luque can get past Wonder Boy, um, you know, he, he's moving towards the top. Wonder Boy has just kind of been that guy that you have to get past to get in the top five at welterweight. So great addition to that card, um, to an already stacked card, adding Kevin Lee and uh, Gregor Gillespie there. That's a... That's a really fun fight there. Um, another update, Holly Holm. It came out last week. She has a hamstring injury. She's going to be off the card this weekend. So that sucks to see. Um, not a major injury. I think she she tore 20 or 30% of the hamstring. So she said it was some rehab. She'll be back soon. She was slated to take on Rocky Pennington. I think they're just going to hold that fight off of that card completely. Um, obviously... That's one of the location is where Holly Holm had that vicious, vicious knockout of Ronda Rousey back in 2015. So, kind of sucks that she'll be pulled off of that card. Um, I think that's pretty much it for MMA news. I want to talk about a couple boxing items, and then after that, we'll um, look forward to the big fight this weekend with Rob Whitaker and Izzy Adesanya. So, boxing this weekend, we had uh, Sean Porter taking on Earl Spence Jr. Earl Spence Jr., right at the top five for for pound-for-pound boxers in the world. He's a huge talent, and Sean Porter took him to war. Um, That was one of the most exciting boxing matches I've seen in a long time. You know, Earl Spence Jr. is a very, very talented fighter, and really he was forced to fight. Sean Porter's fight. Sean Porter's kind of a fighter that's going to get in tight and try to brawl with you and push the pace for 12 rounds, and that's what he did. Um, man, he he put the freaking pace on Earl Spence Jr., but Earl Spence Jr. was able to just stay a step ahead of him and really showed you his skills that he can fight that kind of fight or he can fight his normal fight where he you know keeps you at distance and kind of pieces you up. But uh, great performance from those guys. Uh, that was incredible. That was 12 rounds of just nonstop action. 
Um, Earl Spence Jr. set him down with a heavy, heavy left hand. Let me see. That was in... I think the 11th round, he set him down. You know, they were exchanging in tight, and Earl Spence just rocked him with a heavy, heavy left hand and set him down and end up taking the decision win. <clears throat> so I, I think that was probably the best fight of Sean, Sean Porter's career. I mean, he did everything he could do against Earl Spence, um, but Earl Spence is just a step better. And I think that goes to show why why he's a in a lot of people's mind he could be one of the best of this generation when it's all said and done him and Bud Crawford. So um, good test for the young Earl Spence, and um, you know he he passed the test. So it'll be interesting to see what's next for him. Um, a lot of people are kind of <clears throat> hinting at Danny Garcia getting the next shot against him. Um, Manny Pacquiao would be an interesting fight. You know, Manny's getting older, but I still think that'd be a great fight. And then the fight everyone wants to see, I, I don't think it's going to happen for a while, is him versus Bud Crawford. Um, I think it's going to be a couple years before they work that out. Uh, next up in boxing news, we had uh, Wilder versus Ortiz, officially booked for November 23rd in Vegas. Um, this is going to be a fucking awesome fight. Obviously, last week we talked about Tyson Fury. Um, he passed his test. All that's got to happen now is Deontay Wilder's got to get past Luis Ortiz so they can book that rematch, Tyson Fury and the Bronze Bomber Wilder. Um, the last fight was a good fight. Um, you know, these guys fought, let me see. I think it was back in 2018. Yeah, March of 2018. Where, man, Ortiz kind of dominated the fight. And then Wilder turned it around in the 10th, 10th round with a, you know, stunning, uh, vicious knockout. And, you know, Wilder's always got that crazy knockout power. Um, Victor Ortiz is a guy that's been around forever. He's just a fantastic boxer. Um, you know, the first fight he, he pretty much dominated and, and Wilder was able to get that late knockout. Um, I, I think Wilder's probably going to push the pace a little, little faster in this fight and try to get him out of there early. Um, you know, the longer that you fight with Ortiz, the more chances he has to put you away and hurt you. He's a dangerous fighter. He's got power. He's got great boxing skills. So I'm really hoping Wilder can get in there and... You know, knock him out, and then that just sets up a huge mega fight with him and Tyson. So uh, that's exciting, but that's officially booked for November 23rd, Las Vegas, Wilder versus Victor, or sorry, Luis Ortiz, too. Um, also, we've got Triple G making his comeback. Um, he's fighting this weekend, I believe. Yeah, Saturday, October 5th, you got Triple G is taking on Sergey. Devavancho, I can't say this dude's name, but uh, Triple G, yeah, it'll be good to see him back. Uh, Triple G is always fun to watch. Um, hoping he can get past this guy. This is for the vacant IBF middleweight championship. Um, so yeah, Triple G, you know him and him and Canelo have been going back and forth. That's the fight everyone wants to see. The the trilogy of Triple G and Canelo. Um, 
for me, I, I thought Triple G won both of those fights. Um, you know, but that's that's boxing for you. So if he can get past this guy, you know, he'll have a belt. And then that gives him a better case for the Canelo fight. So, you know, probably not going to watch that fight. But if he can get a win, you know, he'll put the pressure on Canelo to get that fight booked. So, Triple G this weekend. Um, all right, UFC, huge, huge fight card this weekend. We've got the Melbourne card, um, Rob Whitaker versus Izzy Adesanya. That's going to be the headliner. It's going down at Marvel Stadium, which they're anticipating 50,000 plus. So, that fight is, <laughs> the card's going to be crazy. Um, you know, you've got New Zealand versus Australia. Robert Whitaker, the Aussie, taking on the Kiwi. Israel Adesanya. Um, also on that card, we've got Ray Janelle fighting Dan Hooker. We've got Tai Tulavasa. Tai Tulavasa is one of my favorite fighters to watch at heavyweight. So um, there'll be fireworks for his fight for sure. So three, you know, not a great card, but um, three pretty good fights at the top with those three guys. Um, all right, so this week I went back and I rewatched the last uh, fights for these guys. I watched Rob Whitaker versus Yoel Romero, and then I went back and watched Kelvin Gastelum versus Izzy. Um, man, this is a this is going to be a really really hard fight to pick. I, I think these guys are pretty evenly matched. Obviously, um, Rob's been out 16 months. His last fight was against Joel Romero, where he won a very, very hard-fought decision um, victory where he was hurt twice. Bad, bad. Um, you know, but he's tough as hell. Rob's very, very tough, hard to put away. He's just a... I think he's a better all-around fighter than Izzy. Obviously, Izzy is incredible. He's on pace to be the or the Anderson Silva of this generation. His striking is just next level. He's super creative. Um, I don't know. This is this is very very hard to call. Obviously, this is a title unification bout at middleweight. Rob's undefeated, undisputed champion. Izzy's got the interim belt. Um, I, I this is going to be a very close fight. I, I could see these guys fighting. You know two or three times over the next four or five years. You've got Rob, who's 28, Izzy's 30. So they're both young guys, uh, both going into their prime in MMA. So what I took from the Yoel fight is Rob, the pressure Rob puts on you, it's going to be interesting to see how Izzy responds. Izzy's more of a counter fighter. He likes to fight on the outside, keep his distance, it takes him a round or two to kind of get you figured out. Kind of kind of like Floyd Mayweather or, or Anderson Silva in his prime. He kind of takes the first round or two to kind of download what you're doing and get a good feel for the distance and the range. And then after that, he starts to put everything together. And once if he can start putting things together, that's when he gets dangerous. His combos are crazy. His He's just unpredictable with his striking. Um, so for Rob, you know, I, I think he's got to put the pressure on Izzy from the jump. He's, he just can't allow him to figure out the distance or the range. 
or get his combos and his kicks going. Um, I, I think Rob's really just got to push the pace the entire fight. If he can, you know, go two or three rounds of just pushing the pace and wearing out Izzy, not letting him set his feet, not letting him counter or figure out the distance, and then start implementing some takedowns once Izzy's tired. Um, I think that's Rob's way to victory. Um, Robert Whitaker throws some vicious, vicious combos. He'll throw, you know, a one, two, three, and then a high kick. He hit Yoel with, you know, a couple combos that were finished in a high kick. And if that knocks anyone out in middleweight, <laughs> that's not a freak show like Yoel Romero. Um, those were some of the hardest head kicks that I've seen. And Yoel was able to wear him. I, I think if those are able to hit Izzy, I, I think he's going to put him away. Um, you know, Izzy was hurt really bad in that Kelvin Gastelum fight. I think if that was Robert Whitaker that hurt him, he's putting Izzy away. Um, Robert Whitaker's just got a killer instinct. If he gets you hurt, he's coming to finish you. His ground and pound is ridiculous so that that's how I see um, Rob taking the victory I, I think he's just going to pressure Izzy pressure pressure keep him uncomfortable maybe implement a little bit of wrestling and then his if he can get him to the ground his ground and pound is ridiculous uh, for Izzy I, I think he's got to do the complete opposite basically he's got to be able to keep the fight at distance keep Rob on the outside um, start to try to piece him piece him up a little bit at distance with his combos. Um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, both of these guys have just unbelievable heart. Um, both of them were hurt tremendously in their, in their last fights, and they were able to weather the storm and get the decision wins. So it's going to be interesting. This, this is probably the fight I've been looking to, forward to most, um, this year at least. I think this has fight of the night, fight of the year written all over it. I don't think I, I don't think Izzy has any way to finish Rob. I think if he's gonna get the win, he's gotta stretch it to a decision. And he's just gotta be able to keep him at distance and pick him off and, you know, hit him with counters when Rob rushes in. I think that's really his only way to victory. For Rob, I think he's got a lot more tools to get the job done. Um, so if I have to make a prediction for this, I'm going to go Robert Whitaker, fourth round knockout. I think for Rob to get the win, he's going to pressure Izzy for three rounds, three to four rounds, and then be able to get a takedown in the fourth or fifth round. And I think he finishes Izzy with ground and pound. Um, like I said, I think these guys are going to fight two, three more times. I think they're, they're going into their prime at the perfect time. Um, you know, Rob's obviously the younger guy, but he's had a lot harder road to get to where he's at. So he's got a lot more miles, you know, on the tires than Izzy does. Izzy had a lot of kickboxing fights and he's undefeated in MMA. So, um, yeah, this is going to be an awesome fight. I, I'm really, really looking forward to this on Saturday. Um, so that's my prediction. Rob Whitaker, fourth round knockout, Israel Adesanya. Um, other predictions on that card, I've got Raging Al. I think he'll beat Dan Hooker. 
by a decision. I, I just think he's on another level um, than Dan Hooker is. Dan Hooker's a great striker, but I think I think Raging Al's just fought a lot better competition. I've got Raging Al by um, unanimous decision. Tied to Lavasa. Tied to Lavasa is one of my favorite heavyweights. He's a younger guy. Obviously, he's famous for the shoeies and all the craziness. Um, but any fight he comes in, he comes to bang. He's he's nonstop action, must see TV. Um, Ty's lost his last two fights, so he lost to uh, JDS, knocked him out back in 2018, and then he lost a decision to Blagoy Ivanov. So for me, Ty's Ty's got to get a win here. Um, I think he's going to come out looking for the knockout. He's fighting Sergey Spivanek. I assume a Russian guy I've never heard of. Um, but he's 9-1. He lost his last fight to Walt Harris. He got knocked out in the first round. So I think this should be a knockout win for Ty. I'm going to go first round knockout, Ty Tulavasa. Then he's going to do a shoey in front of all his fans. It's going to be freaking awesome. So that's pretty much it. A lot, a lot going on. Um this last weekend in fighting. So yeah, good episode. Um, I'll be back next week. I've got an antelope hunt. I'm going on in Wyoming with Chad money Mendez. So that should be awesome. Shout out to fins and feather, uh, guiding service. That'll be fun. Um, but I'll be back in town Saturday to watch the fights and I'll be back next week, probably Monday or Tuesday to do a little breakdown and then look forward to next week's fights. So until then, I appreciate it. Keep tuning in, sharing it. Uh, appreciate all the love I've been getting from you guys. Till next time, Parker's MMA Show, Episode 7, signing off. Thank you. Thank you.